Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back to the Vondren Legal Hour. Attorney Steve Vondren, we are talking in this video about the pre-judgment writ of attachment in financial elder abuse cases. Say that five times fast. Okay, we are talking financial elder abuse cases in the state of California. We're licensed to practice law in California and Arizona. And we are talking in this video about financial elder abuse, one of the fastest growing crimes and civil torts in the state of California. Main reason is uh, people, adults, elders are living longer. So elder abuse in California, it's protects the financial elder abuse laws protects persons over 65 years of age that's over 65 years of age and it's basically taking or assisting someone else in taking money in bad faith or with an intent to defraud that's a basic um, working definition of it Um, it's taking money you're not entitled to it's abusing seniors it's something you see by real estate brokers um, trying to take property or get grant deeds signed over to them, taking the property of an elder. You may have insurance brokers, real estate brokers, um, stock brokers, all kinds of brokers. Anybody that brokers a financial product is, could potentially commit financial elder abuse. And we're talking in this podcast about the writ of attachment procedure and process in California this is pre-judgment. This is a tool that if you're litigating in this area or you're a plaintiff in this area, this is something you have to be aware of. This is in every financial elder abuse case, this is something you need to look at. May not always apply may not always apply. You may not always be ready to go seek one. Sometimes you have to get your evidence and make sure you have everything in order before you go and get your writ, but it's something to consider, okay? Um, What it is basically is you have a right to do either a noticed hearing or an ex parte hearing in certain circumstances where you have a defendant that is concealing assets or you're concerned that they're going to transfer assets to somebody else so they can avoid a judgment. If you have these shifty characters with back backgrounds that are shady, filled with lawsuits, one thing you can do is look it up and see how many lawsuits they've been in. Asset searches will sometimes reveal different lawsuits at a person's end. You can get a gauge if you have a shifty or flighty defendant where you need to use this process. Okay, you can do this process ex parte. You can do it with a noticed hearing, giving the other parties an opportunity to object and oppose. So there are really some options here that you need to take a look at. And we did a nice video of it. You can find the video if you go to SeniorCareAttorneys.com. Scroll down to the middle of the page. You'll see a link to our writ of attachment videos. I did a part one and a part two just to give you a basic overview. If you're in this area and you're looking for some help, 
you got to check out these videos, okay? That's SeniorCareAttorneys.com. Don't miss it. That's something you're going to want to see. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to keep the real estate law coming your way, okay? So the prejudgment writ of attachment, basically, you're alleging financial elder abuse in your complaint, and you're battling it out with some defendants. You're litigating your case. And you you make the judgment whether or not you need to go get your writ of attachment, something you need to look at. I'm not saying you're going to use it in all cases. Remember, this statute is strictly construed, so it's not always going to be granted. So you don't want to waste time and money going in if it's not going to if it's not going to yield you any results. So you want to give that some thought. Now, sometimes you go in for a writ of attachment. The fallback remedy would be a protective order. If the judge will not give you the writ of attachment, you want to look at a protective order. Protective order does what? It prevents defendants from transferring and encumbering assets that you may be entitled to. So the judge may not be willing to allow you to attach and levy personal and real property, but the judge may be willing to allow a protective order ordering the defendants, one or more, depending on how many you have sued, uh, to from transferring their assets. Okay, so it's a powerful remedy. Um, it really it's it, it's complicated, but it's also there's judicial counsel forms to help guide you through the process. Um, you can go to the judicial counsel forms. They're the TA forms. Um, and let me see what I have here. TA 105, TA 120, TA 125, TA 130, TA 135. The various writ of attachments, applications for a right to attach order, so forth and so on. Okay, so check that out. Go to senior care attorneys and go down and, and take a look at Midway. There's a writ of attachment page and it'll take you to all these forms. Okay, so you can also use our search bar on our website. That'll help you just type in writ of attachment. Okay, so basically, again, you're going to have your complaint, you're going to have to have a cause of action for financial elder abuse. Um, and you need to think about when you're a plaintiff, do you want to do a verified complaint? If you don't know all the facts of the case, you may not want to do a verified complaint. If you're not sure if the elder has memory issues, uh, dementia, partial dementia issues, you know, you may not want to do a verified because, because verified means it's under oath. Okay. You're swearing to the factual allegations in the complaint. So you want to be sure on that before you just go doing that. Something to discuss with your real estate lawyers. Okay. So um, you file your complaint, may want to be verified. And then you're going to decide whether you're going to provide notice or you're going to go ex parte. Um, you know, it can be used as a as an interesting tool because, in other words, one day you can just say, "Look, I think I've got these facts under control. I think I can convince the judge I'm likely to succeed on my elder abuse claim, which is the requirement." When you want to get a writ of attachment, you have to show the judge you're likely to succeed. Very similar to seeking a TRO, temporary restraining order, or an injunction. You need to show the judge you have a likelihood of success on the merits, okay? So if you think you're ready to do that, you can notice a motion. You can tell the other parties, I'm going in to attach. Usually it's following an asset search so you can find out what the defendants have or don't have. You want to make sure that they have assets that are not protected, 
that you are able to go and recover against, okay, or levy. Okay, and basically you're looking at having a sheriff, you're paying a fee to the sheriff to go levy once you get the right to attach order, okay? That's basically how it's, how it's going to go down. So now you put your package together, your package is going to be your judicial counsel forms, it's going to be admissible evidence, um, you need to lay a foundation, you need to do some declarations, um, laying the foundation and testifying to the relevancy and um, basically making your case to the judge with admissible evidence. You may need a certified chain of title, um, other kinds of documents, that other declarations and other documents that you can um, basically authenticate and convince the judge this is reliable, valuable evidence that shows you're likely to succeed in your case. If you can make that case with the forms, you have a right to attach order, judge signs the order, and then you post a bond, okay? So bear in mind, as it mentions on our website, seniorcareattorneys.com, you're going to need to post a bond um, unless nobody brings it up and it's not an issue. But um, in most cases, you're going to be looking at posting a bond. Um, I have a case law on my website that we're talking about uh, in regards to the bond. It's the Verschbau versus Reiner case talking about a $7,500 bond. Um, by statute, you could be looking at $10,000 or more. That's a civil bond. It's not a criminal bond or anything, but it's a civil bond in case you're wrong. If you're wrong in the case, it turns out you didn't win and the, you caused the defendant damages by attaching their assets, they can go try to, to get on the bond, okay? Try to recover from the bond. So the, there's a bond requirement. Um, another important thing to consider, but you know, this is a good tool, you know, in, in some cases, if you can get that rid of attachment or get a protective order and your defendants are corporate defendants and they need their assets for some reason, you know, they may be in a position to come to the table, as we say, to come to the table and try to settle the case rationally instead of trying to drag it on for two or three years. Okay. So this is just something that every litigator should put in their toolbox for future reference. If you have a financial elder abuse case, you need a law firm to assist you, you need your case reviewed, give us a call. In many cases, we can take all or part of your case on a contingency fee basis. So give us a call. We'll talk about it. 877-276-5084. That's 877-276-5084. Or find us on the web at SeniorCareAttorneys.com. As I mentioned, don't miss the part one and the part two of our writ of attachment video series. Um, you, you look on the web, you won't find a lot of videos addressing this point based on California law. So hopefully it's some general legal information to hopefully give you the edge in your case. Who does it? Who cares if you win? Attorney Steve does. So we appreciate it, and we hope that our forms and information are helpful to you, okay? Give us a call if you need some help. Thank you so much for listening to Vondren Legal Hour Real Estate Podcast. We'll talk to you again. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.